Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to girlinthegov.com or visiting this episode's description. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to girlinthegov.com or visiting this episode's description. Welcome to Girl on the Gov, the podcast, breaking down politics as we know it and removing all the bullshit. (laughs) Because politics needed a (laughs) rebrand. Welcome to Top Stories of the Week. Happy August 22nd week. Ew. What's in the news today? Wait, literally the craziest thing. Yesterday was August 1st. I don't get how it's August 22nd today. That math makes, just doesn't check, you know? It makes zero sense. Yeah. I also think August to me always goes by really quickly because my birthday is the 12th. And it always Wait, your birthday like was yesterday. Like It was literally was, yesterday. It was yesterday. It doesn't make, I, it doesn't make any sense. The jump between the first and then my birthday always feels like it's like incredible speed. And then somehow it goes from the 12th to like the 22nd. Like I'm like, we, we, it always feels like you've like lost yeah. a week in August. And you know what really I think always made it like the extra level of that to me is back in the day, you know, TBT to like high school, middle school, sports, whatever. I don't know if you guys had to do this, but like we had preseason. Mm-hmm. So we always had to be back early for sports. And so like because of that, I always felt like the school year started even earlier. Mm-hmm. So even though obviously we weren't in school, but like we were like doing two-a-days for whatever the sport, that to me also really cut into August. So I've just always felt like it's been this like mad dash rush. And we added layer to this very ra- random ramble is that with the birthday scenario, usually my birthday was like the week before – before or like a few days before preseason started and it would because of like the preseason the family vacations always coming together be the randomest group of people you could ever have at a birthday party like it wasn't that like any of these people couldn't be friends but it was like the linking person between each person that would typically be there the like Mm -hmm. all the links were broken and it was like okay how like if someone saw a picture of this group group they'd be like how did these people all end up in the same place right and it'd be like me standing in front i was like it's me that was my birthday (laughs) that was my birthday last year I like all my friends were out of town and I just was like who do you know that can come to this birthday brunch I had literally people (laughs) that I didn't know at my birthday brunch I was like thanks are you serious (laughs) stop it stop it but I also have something to unpack from what you just said because first of all I did I thought you didn't play sports and second of all I did I I was a a varsity (laughs) athlete ma'am I also am just trying to imagine like you at two a days. Like, <laughs> just didn't know oh, no. you were sporting I, like that. I'm sneaky, really athletic, but like okay. no one ever expects it. Like, no. varsity tennis, actually fast. Like, yeah, 
very athletic, good at lacrosse, good at field hockey. Okay. It's actually my favorite thing to do, especially with guys. It's like a subtle flex. They're like, she's so girly. And then like, they're, they're just dumbfounded. I'm like, yeah. It's like in White uh, Chicks when, hello. when she like picks up the football and White Chicks and, and he's like, okay, sweetie, like throw it. And she's like, okay. And just like fucking mm-hmm. nails him. Love it. That's literally me. And I'm actually, I'm obvious. Well, not obviously. Let me just take that stereotype right out of it. I'm not into football in general as a sport. Like it's just not my vibe. I just find it too slow and boring. Just, it is what it is. But I am great. I have a great spiral. No one can mess oh, with that. Oh my God. Yeah. Whoa. Yep. Okay. Wow. I know. Wow. Very sneaky. Well, good thing football season is approaching. Throw me at a hockey game. I'm entertained. I'm there. God, a basketball hockey. game? For sure. Football? No. Baseball? I can run faster than all of y'all, like, canoodling True. your way around this diamond. Baseball like, you're literally... is very slow. Ugh. I can only I actually watch the Giants in the playoffs. And okay, I only fair. watched baseball because I dated one. And then I actually liked it while I was dating him. But otherwise, I hate... I've never liked baseball, really. My last um, boy toy... I can't even boy toy, whatever, guy I dated. I think it was our third date, and he took me to, like, the opening day of, like, Yankees. I was very lovely of him, massive credit. Like, he planned, mm-hmm. like, this whole day, and it was, like, very cute. But he was, like, convinced. He was, like, that was, like, the best date you've, like, best third date you've ever been on, right? Like, oh, my God. And I was, like, huh. <laughs> like, how do I tell you? Like, obviously, I was just, like, hmm. I'm, like, I'm going to be it's honest. Like, the second date where I was taken to a Drake concert was, like, definitely better than the th- third date at the baseball game who the fuck took you to a drake concert a guy that is very lovely actually engaged like the chemistry just wasn't there for me sure but he was like so nice and damn a drake concert yeah that would have had me though it was close like don't get me wrong but he is he is engaged to another small blonde so he clearly had a type (laughs) he had a type (laughs) he liked you (laughs) but just was reciprocated it's okay it happens yeah no the foundation of like the entire last real situationship I had was that he was helping me with my football pool. And that was like really what tied us together. It didn't work out. I remember this. He goes to me. <laughs> Heavy. I heard from him six months later at 10.58 on a Friday night. <laughs> yep. 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 They always this. come back, ladies. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into uh, our top stories. There, it's a weird time in politics. There's a really lot happening, but nothing, but nothing at all at the same time. So... Here we are. It's the August recess, so the House and the Senate are out of session. President Joe Biden is. Do you know what the speech is? Reho. Uh, yeah, Rehobo. Rehu- okay, well, when you do that, now I'm gonna mess it up in my head. <laughs> Reh- wait, wait, fuck no. Rehobo. Rehobo. Wait, wait, I can't even look at you when I do this. Rehobo beef. Wait, no, it's not. It's not beef. <laughs> I'm like combining beach with it. You're saying beach with the list. Wait. <laughs> okay, I just want to say that if oh anyone God. questioned if I was Literally dyslexic ever, <laughs> that Wait. is my diagnosis in one fell swoop. Really? <laughs> I've heard well, anyways, it said so many times and I now I can't. Rehibeth Beach. That's not it. Anyways, he's in Delaware at a beach, and (laughs) (laughs) 
He's there till Wednesday. And Wednesday is actually the six-month mark of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, which happens to also be Ukraine's Independence Day. And so Biden spoke Sunday with French President Emmanuel Macron. <laughs> She's French. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. <laughs> Scholz. <laughs> this is gonna why does this always fall on me i'm literally having to say look you you ran european Fortnite right into it well here we go british prime minister <laughs> boris johnson that one i got about the current situation in ukraine and so according to the white house that's what's going on this week and this includes the ongoing crisis oh my god what is this word <laughs> this is rude <laughs> this is a this is a I didn't even do this on purpose. Nuclear power plant in eastern Ukraine. I'm just gonna nix the name because if you guys could say this name, you would know that I do not stand a chance. <laughs> I don't stand yeah, a, but a just chance. Gonna take and Maddie out. Yeah, fully knock me out. So this is the largest power plant, nuclear power plant in, in Europe. And so Russian forces currently control the area around the nuclear power plant, but Ukrainian operators are still running it, and so Russian President Vladimir Putin has accused Ukrainian forces of shelling the area, potentially threatening a large-scale catastrophe, which Ukrainian President Zelensky denies. So Ukrainian officials countered Russia is they're preparing to cut off power from the facility, putting another huge strain on the war-torn region. Putin reportedly agreed on Friday to allow IAEA inspectors to visit the site following a call with Macron. So the quartet of Western leaders also discussed, quote, ongoing negotiations over Iran's nuclear program, the need to strengthen support for partners in the Middle East region, and joint efforts to deter and constrain Iran's destabilizing regional activities. So the White House has been seeking to reassure Israel that it, it hasn't agreed to new concessions with Iran. And a nuclear deal isn't imminent. And although Israeli officials remain concerned about the possibility, U.S. and European officials are reviewing Iran's response to a proposed EU framework for a revised nuclear accord. So, a lot of foreign affairs on the docket for the White House this week. Again, House and Senate are on recess, so we got, you know, the White House just looking abroad. You know what they should also be looking at? canceling student debt because it's august 22nd and the pause is going to end on august 31st and i would just like to bring attention to the fact that they keep announcing that they're going to say something within the next nine days and still have not made any announcements as if people aren't trying to budget for september and so on so Right. Since there's this little little recess situation happening. Look, don't get me wrong. I know Biden's busy with this. I know Biden's busy also picking out his ice cream flavor of the day, which I totally respect. Hopefully it's a Van Leeuwen flavor because we know that's my fave. But like other from that, like just a little a little to do to, you know, add on there. Might just, yeah. you know, something yeah, yeah. to think about. Something Maybe just about. reward those young voters that turned out and helped you win the election, mm-hmm. you know, based on a campaign sure promise. I'm, <laughs> details, 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 details. So, anyways, but I guess we should also talk about New York, New York, New York. Yeah. I don't know what stuff that is. It's really York. like New York meets New Jersey. It's like really the fusion. You know, it's like the it's a real tri-state area moment. It really is, and I gotta say, this is a spicy spicy tuesday we are set up for in new york Mm, i am i've been getting like really excited like the last two weeks about this i've been excited for a while but like it's also 
for background, if you haven't seen my TikTok on this, basically New York has two primaries this season because of redistricting. There was a lot of drama that went down on like what happened. So what's happening today when you guys are listening to this on Tuesday is it is a congressional like federal house race primary. There's two special elections also happening and 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 there is also state senate seats on the ballot for the primary as well so there's like lots happening but there's also just some like super interesting spicy races so we'll give you some deets because that's why we're here so Mm -hmm. nonetheless the state's congressional primaries have several high profile battles we have a particularly interesting race in the 12th district for new york so two congress people Long-time people since the 1992s of the world. There's a race going on between two that basically, two incumbents that got put into the same district as a result of redistricting. So we've got House Judiciary Committee Chair Jerry Nadler and Committee on Oversight and Reform Chair Carolyn Maloney, both in the same little district. But not only that, they also have a really unprecedented battle. (laughs) Because Suraj Patel has also thrown his hat in this race, which happens to be this district. And he is, like, honestly, like, the young progressive choice in this race, which I think is really interesting that we not only have, like, it's, like, a really, like, heated situation. You've got two incumbents, and you've got, like, a hot newcomer. And I don't mean hot, like, attractive. Like, I mean, like, bringing the heat hot. I do think he's hot, but he's engaged, so I'm going to... Do you actually think he's hot? Yeah. Oh. Okay, that works then. (laughs) That flows. (laughs) That flows. (laughs) Wait, guys, Maddie thinks, like, my taste in guys is so weird. Side note. Like, every time I'm like... It's spiraling, Samantha. (laughs) I actually don't know what Siraj Patel looks like, but I I think I've seen him, but I just can't, like, immediately place him to to know my opinions, but there have been some questionable 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 moments by you lately which is fine because you know you've been on a hiatus from the dating game and maybe it's just you know it's true you know, and this is yeah yeah rough time ovulating with no with nowhere to go with it is, is a hard place to be you know <laughs> i've been there <laughs> Um, wow. Okay. Anyways. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm literally deceased. I have tears in my eyes. I can't. It's funny because it's relatable, you know? (laughs) Oh, it's totally relatable. Um... (laughs) Oh god, okay, wait, so anyways... So, okay, so anyway, Suraj Patel was thrown in as, like, a potential spoiler, and he really is a potential spoiler. He has been tracking pretty good. So that is one of the hot races. Nadler and Maloney have actually, interestingly, remained largely civil during most of the contest, despite being pinned against each other. I mean, I personally think that's pretty smart of them, given the fact that they kind of, in my opinion get some of the same voter base so we'll see we'll see what happens there they've done a little mini cat fighting but nothing too crazy but basically it's going to be one to watch Patel Nadler and Maloney all going head to head so stay tuned y'all the other spicy 
spicy one is 10th district we've done actually some interesting text mess to text success rewrites on some of the campaign texts that we've gotten for some of the people in this race i wonder if they've implemented oh interestingly interestingly i kind of think someone did because really? yeah so there was one that i got i think this was for dan goldman but i'm pretty sure they took my advice because the first text that they had sent i did like a rewrite on and it wasn't the worst one i've ever seen but it just was like not great and then they definitely implemented some of the things that i suggested in the video in the next text i got i don't know if they just had a better writer that time and they have no idea even exist but just putting it out there if they want to just give credit where credit's due that's all we're asking but uh, a thousand percent we're really just doing it for the greater good of democracy a thousand percent so anyways the people in this race we've got former impeachment counsel dan goldman who we're just talking about he is apparently leading in the field but i keep seeing i will say this in addition to the punchbowl news article that we're referencing right now is that i've seen polling switching like three people up at the top anyways dan goldman rep mondaire jones New York State Assembly member Yulene New, New York City City Council member Carlina Rivera, former rep Liz Holtzman, and New York Assembly member Joanne Simon. That's that district. It's going to be spicy. People really have their preferences. There's a lot of heat going against Dan Goldman because he is the heir. To the I think he's the heir to the Levi's. Yeah, he is. Right. Um. So, anyways, there's all this like chitter chatter. Like, is he buying the election? Is he investor in Fox News? All this different stuff. Go check out, take a look at the candidates. Even if you're listening to this after the fact and the rakes has been called, I think that all of these candidates are worth taking a look at because all of them are major political players of the New York scene. So even if they're not, they don't win this particular primary, A, most of them are in elected office currently. So that's good to know and good to know where they're at. And then secondly, they will this is not like their last rodeo this is not their last stop on the political docket you will see their names again running for something else at another point and it's good to like start following them now and understanding that so that's my rant on that we got to go over to the 17th district because we have a girl in the gov the podcast early on alum early on. that is running a particular race of interest against rep sean patrick maloney who's the chair of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, the DCCC, which drives us bloody nuts. If mm-hmm. you want to see us really rip apart some really bad campaign texts, yeah, it's the DCCC. Yep, exactly. So it's, it's SPM's fault. There it is. There it is. I actually have heard some like really bad things about him too. I'm not From a guy on a dating app, which I think is kind of interesting. <laughs> mm. Side note. This was like Classic. two years ago though. Yeah, it was like he's like really great in terms of what he stands for, but it's a terrible boss. So food for thought. Mm. Maloney is going up against New York State Senator Biagi, who came on the show early days. We are big Biagi fans here. I will say as much as we like love that episode, those before we like really had a good format going and everything. So we love her for taking a chance on us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she is amazing. Um, Go listen, probably but like also grain so, of salt, please. Grain of salt. Like I like <laughs> don't even want like, salt. Yeah. I don't, I will never, you will never get me to listen to like our first 10 episodes ever. Mm. I can't even yeah. imagine what they sound like. I have no idea. No idea. Don't want to know. 
don't want to mm. know. Like anyone that ever comments on something is like starting from the beginning. I'm like, don't you guys? Don't if you, if you don't suggest our podcast to anybody, just make sure you say like, hey, but you don't need to start from the beginning. But you know what you what you should do though is like for any of our guests from the early days, still give them a follow on social and check out what they're doing because they're all awesome and it's more yeah. of like us being like, oh God, what were we saying? It's mostly in terms also of structure. Our audio quality was absolute yeah. trash. Yeah. The editing was, was not great on my part. We've come a long way. A lot of the tech it was a lot of the technical issues. I'm sure we were like fine-ish performance wise, but we were still working out the kinks. But yeah. nonetheless, back to Biagi and SPM. Oh yeah. So Biagi is endorsed by AOC and Maloney is endorsed by Pelosi. It's the classic, classic battle royale between mm-hmm. AOC and, and Nance. Just interesting to see it really is. who she continues to endorse. Um, but yeah, it's also not surprising. For sure. No, so. not at all in this situation. He's an incumbent. D-triple-C. He's like a tried and true in like their eyes, which I, I see their strategy in it, but like Biagi is a powerhouse. Also, so, you guys, I think what can be confusing, which I think is important to make to distinguish which why don't we just do this now let's let's give everyone the run through of what is the d triple c what is the dnc and what is the dscc so d triple c is the democratic congressional campaign committee so they focus on congressional races dscc is senatorial campaign committee they focus on senate races and fund them there's also the dlcc which is legislative campaign committee i'm assuming that's maybe state races dnc is mostly focused on the presidential race when it comes around so that's the breakdown they're they actually are not really affiliated like some some of them they actually kind of compete for donors and such but basically they they run shit the democratic party and when you look for really establishment Dems like they're usually associated with these organizations I'm sure there's still some grassroots candidates mixed in there that they work with but for the most part it's very much a high donor strategic organizations that help push through different like establishment Dems and ultimately candidates that will help establishment democratic priorities aka like the moderate Nancy Pelosi's of the world and don't fully identify or resonate with the AOCs of the world. And there's probably way more tea to spill on that, which maybe we can work on getting an episode about about you know all of these players. You know what tea people should go listen to? Hmm. Speaking of the DCCC, is the tea spilled by Ken Russell mm-hmm. in one of our recent episodes. Yeah, like his primary also today as well, aka mm-hmm. Tuesday, Florida primary happening, big stuff, big stuff. Mm-hmm. Regardless, he gives some really interesting insights into the DCCC and the fundraising mechanisms that like go on with some of these races. Yeah, go listen Crazy. to Ken Russell's episode for all of that tea. But moving on to some more kind of midterm tea, the Hills Morning Report is saying that there are midterm jitters amongst the GOP. I am so curious about this story. So there are 78 days until Election Day. And Republicans are worried, apparently. The GOP strategy to flip both the House and Senate based on public discontent with President Biden's policies and the economy is being tested in the run-up to Labor Day, according to recent polls and the hand-wringing witnessed in the last week among Republicans, including Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky. 
So the biggest headwinds as well as asset is former President Trump, leader of the Republican Party, who dominates headlines about the 2020 election, January 6th, the January 6th probe and classified documents found at Mar-a-Lago when the FBI fetched them on August 8th. So Trump's habit for ignoring the GOP's hope for concentration on things like inflation, domestic energy, crime, illegal immigration, and the dreaded IRS has exacerbated many GOP leaders. So again, the all the attention has really gone to Trump and all of his mania, bullshit. I don't know, shall I go on? And uh, the GOP, once again, instead of tearing the man down, are just like going along with whatever the fuck he says and does and are now losing their strategy, apparently. So the 40th, 45th president, a.k.a. Trump, almost certain to seek the presidency in 2024 and closely branded with his candidate endorsements this year, is now concerned he could be blamed if Democrats do better than expected in November. So he will wait until after the midterms to announce his candidacy, NBC News reports, and then other complications for Republicans this fall are that Americans are uncomfortable and confused about the legal and state legislative approaches to restricting abortion, and the Supreme Court's withdrawal of a constitutional right has mobilized female voters across the country. And then separately this month, some GOP Senate candidates in key states have faltered, leading to a discussion about candidate quality in states Republicans still hope to flip. So back to actually Sean Patrick Maloney of New York, who leads Democrats' efforts to retain House control, said Sunday that he is heartened by a, quote, summer of strength, while the other side has had a summer of stumbles. <sighs> thoughts. Interesting. Thoughts are many. Many, um, many, many. I, I think it's interesting how they keep trying to make it a story about Trump deciding his candidacy when it has long been known that he was going to look at the midterms right. as like the the starting point of the yes or the no yeah like it's it's just kind of funny like i got a news notification over the weekend that also had a variation of this story of like trump like hasn't announced yet like will he da, da, da. it's like guys we've already we've done this we've had this run through like yeah yeah, the man's unpredictable, but I think like that's probably the one rational strategy. That the and I just like the GOP, pocket. what they continue to stumble on and that they need to figure the fuck out is what they're going to do with Trump. And it's like the fact that they literally from a long time ago, but at least at like from January 6th, they should have like put their foot down and be like, we need to not have this man associated with this party anymore. Otherwise it's going to yeah. fuck us and it's continued to fuck them. And this summer with all of the FBI search, all of this crazy shit that's coming out, obviously it's only ruining them more. And they're just losing those like moderate common sense voters that, and those traditional Republicans that are like, where the fuck did my party go? <laughs> like, why are we following this crazy unhinged orange man? Like, can we get back on track? And the Republicans and Mitch McConnell and all of them should have put their foot down a long time ago. And like, I feel like they're reaping the consequences of that now. And yeah, the Democrats had a decent summer legislatively. And obviously, yeah. you know, the Roe v. Wade thing is definitely going to be on voters' minds. So I think all of this is valid. It's just going to be interesting to see what actually happens because it's been expected to be a red wave for a while, and I'm not fully convinced it won't be. But it is. I did not really expect this summer to kind of play out the way it did and totally. for, like, the Democrats to end up getting some wins. Like, I actually really didn't expect that. But, again... They need to market. They need to take advantage of this totally. moment. They have totally. the, they have the tools. 
they really need to make sure that they are marketing, that they're using all of the platforms available to them. I will say this for any comm directors that are listening is that like the paper mailers, they ain't doing it. Every single person under Trash. the age of 35 that I've spoken to, they're like, they don't even read it. It literally goes in a pile. Every single one, like what, like they don't. They just throw away Nancy's mailer. It. Didn't even look at it. I probably should have for like work purposes, but like <coughs> media trash. And I'm also media like, trash. It's a you're also paper. literally, you're sending these to young voters who like almost strictly care about climate change. We're going green. We're all digital. Why aren't totally. you hitting those digital platforms? It just, just makes, it makes no sense. sense. Mailers are dead. Mailers are dead. Um, I mean, obviously, or mail- mailers are dead if you're trying to approach. Right. If you're trying to approach yeah. young voters, if the voter is under 35, we don't want a mailer. That's the yeah. rule of thumb. I don't want it. I don't want it. Goes in the trash it. unless I'm filming some can, content with they it. Can, <laughs> they have that data. I'm like, just be more targeted. Be more smart. Be more strategic. Why are you sending mailers totally. to that demographic? Like, you have the data. You know how old I am, Nancy. Like, why are you sending me your mailer? Also, Nancy, Thank why you. are you leaving me voicemails? Like, I don't listen to voicemails. Oh, my God, the voicemail. <laughs> the voicemail I have, like, so my creepy. whole voicemail box is full of Nancy Pelosi recorded messages. I'm like, Nancy. Just inviting me to a a phone call, constituent phone call about monkeypox. She's not even campaigning. She didn't campaign in the primary at all. She was like, why? Why would I? What in the landslide? It's like, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Wait, it's crazy. okay, if we have any any Republicans listening to this show, I'm curious if anyone knows. Probably the one person. But regardless, so Joni Ernst had this post a while ago. I think I made a TikTok on it because it was just cracking me up. But she was trying to talk about, like, Biden and inflation. It was, like, a whole board you did in middle school as a presentation. And on it, there was, like, a little mini Biden, like a drawn Biden, and it, like, was getting, like, like someone must have been behind this poster, like, turning, you know, a little wheel thing. So it looked like he was climbing up this mountain. And she was like, there's a cliff, and there's the inflation cliff. So I just want to know is who in the office, who in Joni Ernst's office was assigned making this poster and cranked up Biden on this? Like, that was someone, like, <laughs> someone literally was like, This hey, is good. This, yeah. this is good. Yeah, no. I, I don't can't. Know absolutely wild my airpods one of them just died oh no but i hear you in my right ear (laughs) (laughs) anyways those are our top stories anyways so perfect timing we do have another episode tomorrow with an amazing guest i loved this interview so much samantha i think we also become policy advisors a little bit on this in this interview Mm, we did some pretty innovative solutions that i think our guests might implement. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You'll mm-hmm. have to tune in to, to learn about yeah, that's it. True. But that is very true. Look, ideas got to start somewhere and they do start on this episode and it is focused on the Supreme Court fixing and it. the idea. Yeah. The idea of fixing it in a lot of different solutions. So solutions you may have heard of rocking and rolling around is term limits. That's one mm-hmm. that we really focus on. Others is expanding the court. We talk all about like these different strategies. So we have Gabe Roth on, and he's the executive director of Fix the Court. So you can imagine. We talk about. You can about imagine what we talk about. Yeah, fixing, fixing the court. The court. There it is. It's funny when that happens. I love and when it's just. 
I think this year was really a wake up call for a lot of people to be like, why the fuck does this group, small, small, tiny, tiny group of people have so much say? Like, we just look at them like these, like, gods, and they sure aren't. And so, different solutions to really humanize the court, make it more functional, make it more representative, all the things. So, definitely tune in. It's one of our favorite interviews and topics. It's really interesting. So, subscribe rate review but tune in tomorrow but do you have any other housekeeping moments i did want to shout out one thing which Mm. is our digital downloads on etsy and how we met a brand ambassador today and she literally hopped on the zoom and had a when in doubt about the mount poster behind her and when i tell you it warmed my heart Um, and that's hard i mean you got the grinch over here (laughs) yeah It, it takes a lot it takes a lot but yeah like Maddie said, we also, side note, are going to add a few additional colorways. So we're going with blues and greens next that we're going to add some options for. But if there's another color vibe that you guys are really feeling, really like, oh my God, want to see it? Let us know. We're happy to make I them. I think I want some creams and whites. Creams and whites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That I mean, look at my yeah. room. <laughs> no color. <laughs> no color. It's an asylum. It's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's, but yeah, she's digital. Girl. Yeah, yours is absolutely clean, girl. Mine is chaos. Anyways, side note, digital downloads, like Maddie said, they are available on our Etsy shop. Link is in bio and obviously in the description here. If you guys get them, we want to see pics. Send us pics. Tag us. Please do. And if we ever hop on a Zoom with you and you join our brand ambassador program, which I'm about to plug right after this, because look at that mm. segue, sit in front of it. <laughs> Warm our hearts, you know? And he's like, I'm not going to pay for therapy, but I am going to. No, that's my therapy. <laughs> that is my therapy. You guys meeting I'm brand dead. ambassadors with our digital downloads and framed posters right behind them. But yeah, join our brand ambassador program. There are no requirements. It's all volunteer based and it is a chance for you to just really join our community of like-minded ladies and continue the political conversation get action items and more we also have political networking opportunities if you're somewhat interested in joining entering the political space career-wise we are offering some networking opportunities with people power players in the space mostly people who have been on the show which is really cool so you get to meet some of our guests you can head to girlonthegov.com and go to our brand ambassador page learn all about it and sign up there so sign up we want to meet you follow us on social media you know where to find us at girlonthegov Awkward of the podcast, TikTok, Instagram, and we'll let you go. We'll let you Wait. go. We'll talk to you. Wait. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. It's just one more thing. And that is that we got to join our friends at Not Your Friends. Wow, that sounds confusing. Not Your Friends <laughs> podcast and chat about influencer culture and its intersection with politics and civic engagement. So go check it out. Give them a follow. So go listen. So we'll link that in the episode description. But now we will leave you because we'll be talking to you tomorrow. So mm-hmm. toodles. Toodles. Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to girlinthegov.com or visiting this episode's description.